topic twelve fifth paper of twentieth century negro literature this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. twentieth century negro literature topic twelve fifth paper by dr r f boyd what are the causes of the great mortality among the negroes in the cities of the south and how is that mortality to be lessened by dr r f boyd r f boyd m d d d s doctor of dental science dr r f boyd has clearly demonstrated by energy pluck ability and upright dealing with his fellow-man the possibility of rising from poverty's hard estate to honour's golden prize dr r f boyd was born and partly reared on a farm in giles county tennessee where he learned to hoe to plough to reap and to mow when quite a boy he worked for the famous surgeon dr paul f eve in nashville and attended as best he could night school in the old fisk buildings on knowles street he taught his first school at college grove tennessee the doctor would teach a school and at its close re-enter fisk university or central tennessee college in eighteen eighty two he graduated from Harry medical college with the degree of m d he went to mississippi and taught a high school at new albany and practised his profession till the fall of eighteen eighty two when he re-entered the central tennessee college to complete his college course receiving at the same time an adjunct professorship in chemistry at Meharry, and made teacher of physiology and hygiene in central tennessee by which he was able to pay his college expenses in eighteen eighty three he was made professor of physiology in Meharry, which position together with a position in the literary department he held till he graduated from the college department of central tennessee college in eighteen eighty six in eighteen eighty seven he graduated from the dental department of Meharry, receiving the degree of d d s teaching in the school at the same time in june eighteen eighty seven he opened his office in nashville where so many had tried and failed in eighteen eighty eight dr boyd was made professor of anatomy and physiology in Meharry. in eighteen ninety he attended the postgraduate school of medicine at chicago from which he received a diploma in eighteen ninety he was made professor of hygiene physiology and clinical medicine which position he held until eighteen ninety three when he was made professor of the diseases of women and clinical medicine which chair he still holds in eighteen ninety two he took a special course in the postgraduate medical school and hospital of chicago on the diseases of women and children among whom the greater portion of his practice is one of the greatest needs of the colored people in the south is well-regulated hospitals where trained nurses can handle and care for the sick under skilled physicians until mercy hospital was instituted there was no place of this kind in the south it was dr r f boyd who established and instituted this the largest and most complete hospital owned 
and controlled by colored people their surgeons of our race do all kinds of operations and trained and graduate nurses of the race care for the sick under their management it is in this institution where the graduates of meharry in the medical and nurse training departments get their practical work it is the great centre to which coloured physicians of the south may send cases to be operated upon by skilled physicians and handled by trained nurses the death rate of this institution has been less than three per cent from all causes besides this work dr boyd has taken a great interest in secret societies as an immaculate he has gained a national reputation and has filled nearly all of the offices in the supreme lodge as a pythian he has served the grand lodge as grand medical register and has been honored by the supreme lodge as supreme medical register and is surgeon-general of the military or uniform rank of that order the ancient united sons and daughters of africa is a creation of his own brain and he is at present supreme secretary of that order as a business man he ranks among the foremost of the race he owns some of the best realty of the city among which is the boyd building four one seven four one nine four two one four two three cedar street this building has four business fronts a hotel and restaurant offices of various kinds and four large society halls in which about forty societies meet the mercy hospital was purchased by him solely at a cash value of six thousand dollars besides this he is the owner of other valuable property of nashville and suburbs this is a question of vital importance to us as a race and to the nation as well much thought has been given to it by the best thinkers of both races and many articles have been written by friend and foes all kinds of solutions have been proposed and yet the great death rate goes on in the larger cities of the south our people die from two to three times as fast as the whites the number of premature deaths is on the increase the infant death rate is appalling and consumption a hitherto unknown disease among our people is credited with one-fourth the victims of all ages all the powers of science and art are being taxed to the utmost to afford a complete solution to this problem every large city in the south is being awakened to the sense of the importance of this subject and well they may for the ignorance the vice the poverty the habitation and the food that cause this alarming death rate affect the whole community a proper knowledge and observance of the laws of health will give happiness to all man is as subject to the organic laws as the inanimate bodies about him are to mechanical and chemical laws and we as little escape the consequences of the neglect or violation of these natural laws which affect the organic life through the air we breathe the food we eat the water we drink the clothes we wear and the circumstances surrounding our habitation as the stone projected from the hand or the shot from the mouth of the cannon can escape the bounds of gravitation what we need is the gospel of the physical health to be preached from every pulpit and in every schoolroom and in every home all strong motives of religion and the eternal world are taught from the pulpit and the sunday school to enforce certain duties that are no more important to the well-being of man than the laws of health which are so widely disregarded 
these laws are god's laws as truly as any inscribed by him on the table of stones the boards of health of our cities prescribe rules and regulations to ensure the peace and happiness of the individual and the longevity of life which must apply to all in order that they might live out the expected term of life what is the natural term of life physiologists have fixed it at a hundred years florence at five times the time required to perfectly develop the skeleton david says the days of man's life are three score years and ten and if by reason of strength they be four score years yet indeed is his strength labor and sorrow under modern hygienic rules and regulations the days of man have been increased in civilized countries carefully prepared statistics show that while the maximum age has not increased in many centuries the number of persons who survive infancy and reap a ripe old age is greatly increased according to the secretary of the chamber of commerce of new york city civilization largely interferes with the laws of evolution by survivorship and by encouraging the waste which arises from it we know that a human being soundly constituted continues in good health until he reaps a ripe old age provided certain conditions are observed and no injurious accident befall him we might learn a lesson from the early jews or the ancient greeks or romans if we had at our command statistics of their mortality doubtless they had a small death rate for they were strong and vigorous and observed the laws of hygiene when these laws are properly observed they decrease mortality and bring about greater health comfort and happiness to the individual and to the country at large those who would preserve health in themselves and in the community in which they live who would reap the greatest benefits of earth and live out the appointed time must strictly conform to these essentials one a constant supply of pure air two cleanliness of person and surroundings three sufficient nourishing food properly prepared and properly taken four sufficient exercise of the various organs of the body five the proper amount of rest and sleep six right temperature seven proper clothing eight sufficient cheerful innocent enjoyment nine exemption from harassing cares conform strictly to these rules and all avoidable disease will be annihilated on the other hand where hygienic and sanitary science is not enforced filth decay and putrefying matter is sure to accumulate in this we have suitable material for the propagation of disease germs which cause all communicable and contagious diseases these minute organisms exist in the atmosphere everywhere and multiply by their own peculiar method of procreation such as filth heat and moisture a population under the influence of vice poverty filth debauchery foul air poorly prepared food and crowded dwellings or in low damp localities with no rule regulating their eating or sleeping clothing or exercise is sure to have a great degree of mortality with our thorough knowledge of how to prevent epidemics most of the diseases that enter the body through the respiratory digestive cutaneous circulatory nervous and genitourinary systems should be less frequent taking the facts which i have here given into account one may see that not only do health and longevity 
depend upon laws which we can understand and successfully operate but man has it in his power to modify to a great extent the circumstances in which he lives with a view to the promotion of his well-being and preservation we know that the draining of a marsh pond banishes malaria a change from the city to the country reinvigorates and that those who live in the high well-drained portions of our cities have the smallest degree of mortality and that the greater comforts possessed by the affluent secure for them longer life than the poor who are not so favored to diminish the mortality in the southern cities will depend upon both the individual and social efforts as well as upon the public measures of the legally constituted authorities the dirty neglected portions of our city where refuse and rubbish animal and vegetable matters are deposited and allowed to rest and send up their poisonous odors from house to house must be looked after the dwellings of our people must be improved the old dilapidated stables in the narrow filthy alleys the low damp basements and dark cellars often below the ground with an insufficiency of both light and air the clusters of homes built in the bottom and low places closely pent up back to back so as to prevent ventilation with only one entrance to each and a privy between the overcrowded conditions of these uninhabitable quarters and the quality of the food taken by those who live in these disgraceful dwellings must be looked after habits of living must be corrected and a crusade against ignorance and vice begun by society i don't think i would miss it very far when i say that one-third of the colored people in our cities live in just such dwellings as i have described here while most of the white population live in well-built houses in the healthy portions of the cities is there any surprise that there should be so great a disproportion in the mortality of the races compare the statistics of all the large cities and you will find that under similar conditions this same proportion in mortality exists in the northern and foreign cities where the food and dwelling of the poor have the same difference but this same difference exists nowhere in the world as it does in the south it is almost impossible for a colored man to rent a respectable house anywhere in the cities but the dark low damp confined ill-ventilated cellars and alley-houses are rented for as much as comfortable quarters ought to bring i don't wonder that the mortality of the negro is so great but i do wonder that it is not greater any other race of people would have been exterminated in twenty years the remedy for the high death rate is the enactment and enforcement of laws against allowing the people to sleep in basements cellars old stables alley-houses in low malarial sections of the cities and making the penalty against the landlords so great that they will not rent such places for dwellings regulate the kind of tenement houses and the number of persons who shall sleep in one room the kind of food and rules for its preparation break up these late church meetings in poorly ventilated houses and the problem will be solved the infant mortality will be reduced one-half when our people learn that the care of a good conscientious physician is necessary from generation to development and through the entire stage of adolescence not so much to cure as to prevent disease our whole system of medicine is now turning upon prevention rather than cure when the public is educated up to the point of paying physicians to prevent as well as cure diseases then there will be less sickness and fewer epidemics then sanitary science under the strict observance of hygiene will reach perfection 
the rude gross habits of living will be corrected a system of perfect drainage and ventilation will be inaugurated pure air and fresh water supply will be furnished to every public and private house only pure unadulterated foods will be on the markets every hotel private and boarding-house will furnish properly prepared diets and universal cleanliness will be the law last but by no means least i call your attention to another most potent remedy for the diminishing of the great mortality of the race in the south besides the city hospitals the whites have many other hospitals and infirmaries supported by church and benevolent organizations where those that pay are at the hospitals because they can receive the constant attention of a physician and nurse we need and should have such hospitals the benevolently disposed people the churches and societies of the cities could establish and well support them in them there would be pay wards and charitable wards each church and society supporting the hospitals could send their indigent sick to the charity wards and those who can pay to the private apartments these hospitals would afford a much-needed opportunity for young women of the race to prepare for trained nurses and afford better facilities for the physicians to practice surgery and study remedies we have established in the city of nashville the mercy hospital under the care and management of the board of trustees composed of some of the best citizens and heads of our great universities among the directors are hon j c napier president w t hightower treasurer dr g w hubbard dean of mehari medical college dr p b guernsey president of roger williams university professor h h wright fisk university and dr r h boyd president of the national baptist publishing board the hospital is located at eight eleven south sherry street nashville tennessee in one of the most quiet beautiful and healthful localities of the city the site is high and well drained the building large and commodious and up-to-date in all its apartments there are two large wards one for male and one for female and private rooms to which good pay patients are assigned where they will come in contact with no one but their physician and the nurse in this hospital great care is given to surgical work of all kinds and especially to abdominal surgery and gynecology colored physicians all over the south may send or bring their surgical cases here and get every advantage that can be provided by the best first-class hospitals and infirmaries all over the country we have the best graduate trained nurses in constant attendance and the resident physicians are men of the race who have made marvellous progress for two decades in all branches of their work since the establishment of the hospital we have had a record of which few similar institutions can boast during the first year we have had more than a hundred and forty surgical cases including abdominal section and other major operations and yet the death rate was less than three per cent from all causes our operating room is well appointed with an abundance of sunlight by day and gaslight at night many of the physicians of the south have sent us cases for which we are very grateful we have had cases from alabama arkansas mississippi texas kentucky missouri florida and georgia until the other cities of the south are able to afford the facilities and accommodations and the skill and experience of the mercy hospital we feel that it is the duty and should be the great pleasure of every colored physician to send his surgical cases to this hospital i consider this one of the great factors to solve this vexed problem the causes of the great mortality among the negroes of the large cities of the south are due to ignorance vice debauchery poor food illy prepared unsanitary environments 
their habitation in the overcrowded tenement houses in old stables damp cellars and low damp sections and in narrow filthy alleys where the foul air improper nourishment poor ventilation and the want of personal cleanliness furnish the proper condition for the development of disease and death correct these conditions and educate the people up to a thorough knowledge of and a strict compliance of the laws of health and the problem is solved the death rate among our people will not only be lessened but i believe the negro will outlive any other people on earth End of topic twelve fifth paper